Blog Talk Radio. It's Monday night and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on This Week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comments. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark. All right, it's Monday night, and we're thunderstruck again here with the Rowdy Maglite Show. And helping me tonight is the Chi-Town Duel, Jackman Jeff and Chi-Town Mark. Welcome back, guys. Hey, Rowdy. Glad to be there. I got my coffee. I'm revved up and ready to go, buddy. Hey, Rowdy. How you doing? Glad to be here Monday night again after a nice holiday week. Man, I'm telling you, it's, it was great to be with family, and but it's time to get serious tonight, guys. Hey, listen, what a show tonight. If you're not thunderstruck tonight, it's not going to happen. Starting off at 7.10 Eastern Time, we got Bob Dillner. Uh, from Speed 51. After that, at 7:40, we got uh, from Hilton Motorsports. We got Brad Smith, eighth in points and ARCA points, coming, talking a little bit of uh, new composite bodies happening with with ARCA. Then we, at 8:10, we got uh, Donnie Wilson. Uh, he'll be down at the Snowball Derby, I'm sure, guys. Uh, he was the winner of the All American 400 that we had uh, technical difficulty that night on the show. So, you know, to make up with it, what better night tonight, the week the week of uh, the Snowball Derby? Well, Rowdy, maybe we can rub off on Donnie and give him a little good luck and he could pull off another one this week, huh? Well, it seems to work for some guys that come on a week, the Monday night before the race, don't it, guys? It sure does. You have a, a good track record with that, Rowdy, having him on the show. And uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, we had Donnie on the show again next week talking about his win in the Derby. Well, he's got a lot of drivers to go through to get him back on the show next weekend because there's going to be a lot of good talent down in uh, the Snowball Derby, guys. 67 That's entries. Sure. Is, that, is that right, Mark, Jeff, 67 today? As of today, 67 super late models, 57 pro late models. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, of unfortunate guys going home uh, without a chance to get in the big races. That's going to be a big, hey, that's going to be some kind of last chance race, guys. Well, what do you think, Jeff? Probably two of the better races we'll see all weekend, besides the Derby and the Snowflake themselves. Uh, the two qualifying races are really exciting. Yeah, they are, Mark, because there's uh, a lot of good cars in those races, and uh, nobody wants to go home from the Snowball Derby, so they're all trying, battling real hard to to make it in there. So it's one, yeah, it is some of your better races for the weekend. Hey, that's yeah, we've weekend. seen some unusual happenings through the years. Jeff and I have at the Derby and and the qualifying races, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that again this year. Uh, just strange things happen. Uh, Tech finds things that maybe they didn't find before or somebody's trying something and they don't realize or whatever the case may be. Uh, things happen at the Derby. And uh, the rule of, of doom uh, with uh, 
with Ricky Brooks can, you know, change your change your ways really quick. Hey, guys, and we're going to be there covering the whole weekend. So is Speed 51. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, we're, uh, we're very lucky to be able to, to give all our listeners a first-hand account of what happened next Monday night. And uh, uh, Speed 51 is going to handle pretty much everything else. Uh, I, I highly suggest you go to their website. Uh, it's my go-to site. I know it's Jeff's go-to site. Uh, I've been going there since basically it started, and I've watched it grow and prosper. And uh, uh Sometimes I like to change it, sometimes I didn't, but I'm an old guy, so, you know, that's the way it goes with me. Well, you turned it on me onto that last year, Mark, and I, I tell you, any short track racing, that's where you go to, Speed 51, but they got it. They do, uh, although they basically cover the asphalt uh, series and, and racing that's going on around the U.S. and Canada. They also dabble in the dirt and keep us up to date on what's going on in the dirt, especially the bigger races. So they cover the whole gamut from uh, stock cars, modifieds, open wheel stuff. Uh, you can always find it basically on speed51.com. Well, guys, uh, it's just, well, actually, it starts tonight. I think they've got a live feed tonight now. I think Bob and Adam Mackey which Adam's been on the show this year, what, guys? Five, six times at least. Yeah, we had had Adam on a little bit, and uh, uh, and also another one of our guests, Jalen Dietz with the Pass Series, uh, he will also be helping Speed 51 this weekend. So they're, they're pulling out all the stops and getting some of the best people around to do the announcing for them, Rowdy, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I looked at that lineup. Uh like we were talking earlier, half of them's been on our show. Well, that that bodes well for us, also, Roddy. It means somebody's listening and paying attention to what we're doing out here. Well, we had Rand, uh, Randy Lajoy on last week, and Casey's in doing. He's Em and Allen's doing the pit row reporting. Yep, and then there's also his other son has uh, entered in the race. So uh, the, the Joys are well represented down in Pensacola this week. Man, what a show last week, guys. Tim Bryant with Five Flags Speedway and Randy LaJoy. That, that was a pretty awesome. We, we had a great show again last week. Yes, we did, Rowdy. Uh, uh, well, what, we, we never have bad shows. Some are just a little better than others, that's all. Well, we've had gremlins there that on Halloween night last year, but ever since then we <laughs> we've been a little better. But, well, with you know, Eric, just, he he dealt with our gremlins. We had a little bit this year when we we had some technical difficulties and weren't able to bring everybody the All American Four Hundred winner uh, Donnie Wilson on right after the race. But uh, we told Donnie we'd have him on again, and he was most gracious in coming on this evening and uh, we're glad to have them guys what do you think uh is going through these drivers minds right now it's monday night hey jeff why don't you go on with this one i'll follow you up this time 
Well, I think they're uh, what they're going through is they're trying to figure out what it's going to take to get in this race. Being the 50th running of the Snowball Derby, uh, the quality of all the drivers that are bringing coming into this race this year, it's bringing guys from past, uh, present, and possibly the future winners of the of the Snowball Derby. They're just gonna, they're trying to figure out what it's going to take to get in this race because the competition's just going to be so strong this year. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough one to make, I believe. That's 38 spots, isn't it, Jeff? I believe so, Rowdy. 38, and you got 67 entries. Going to be some sad cars going home. Some good cars going home. Rowdy, we have we have All-American 400 winners. We have Winchester 400 winners. We have former... Uh, snowball derby winners we have winners of other big big races and uh some of these guys that you know we normally see in the winner's circle uh will have a hard time making the field this year uh uh like jeff said i i i think they've had larger they've had larger groups of cars qualifying for the derby but i don't think they've had a group as tightly knit as this uh uh, I'll I'll be surprised what you know if it's only a few thousands of a second between the 30th qualifier and the the last qualifier and uh, uh, it's it's just going to be that close and we'll be standing on our our toes all all during that you know anticipating what the final 30 is going to be and who's going to be stuck running those last chance races. Going back for an interesting weekend, folks. And hey, listen, the weather looks like it's going to be beautiful too. Well, we've had good, we've had bad. Let's hope it's better than last year, Rowdy. <laughs> well, listen, guys, I dressed in my uh, Pensacola attire tonight. I got my swimsuit on and a t-shirt, so I'm I'm down with the weather. You're ready to go, Rowdy. You're ready to go. Got hopeful thoughts. I've all, we've always got hopeful thoughts up here in the north. I'm sure Jeff's got shorts on just like I do. We just have a sweatshirt on instead of a T-shirt. Uh, keep the the core warm, and the rest of us does well. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, anxiously awaiting our uh, leaving on Wednesday evening and our arrival Thursday morning. And uh, I know Jeff is too. We talked a little earlier, and uh, we're we're pretty stoked. Uh, at least I hope Jeff's stoked. Yeah, aren't you, Jeff? Oh, I am. I'm ready to go. Well, I, last year, I last year when I got down there on Saturday, and uh, peered over the top of the hill there, where you could look down on the track, and could, Mark can testify the smell was just absolutely one of the greatest smells you can smell with the fuel and the rubber all come up off the track. It's an aroma all its own. It's a, it's, it's a, uh, I don't know if you can call it an aphrodisiac or not, Rowdy, but it just some, does something to the senses and uh, gets the adrenaline flowing and the heartbeat pumping and uh, you know you're there. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. Well, I enjoyed it last year. Uh, Christian Ekins won it. 16 years old, guys. 
Yeah, he missed being the youngest winner ever by just a few weeks. Uh, Chase Elliott was just a few weeks younger than him when he won his first one. So uh, Jeff and I were there for both the Chase's wins, and uh, we were there for another possible win that he that he lost in Tech uh, on the uh, after the race. So uh, yeah, we've we've got some. Uh, that's some interesting things Hello. coming up for this weekend, and you just never know what to expect. So it's like our show. You never know who's going to be on. <clears throat> well, guys, we're just waiting on Bob Kyle now. Uh, it's a, uh, I guess it's a busy night for him, too. He is. He's doing a TV show after he does our show this evening, Rowdy, so he is a busy guy. Y'all hear Waffle House calling your name down there? Ooh, Pine Forest Road and Interstate 10. There's one right at the corner. We've been to it before. We'll be at it again. I'm ready I'm ready for some Waffle House tonight, Rowdy. Uh <laughs> Come 7 o'clock at the showtime, my stomach's grumbling. I want my dinner. <laughs> well, Mark, what's one of the biggest things you're looking forward to, the Snowball Derby, when you get there? I, You know, Rowdy, I don't think it's just one thing. It's... Uh, I, I, I guess as we you know, we get older. We uh, you just try to absorb it all and take as much of it as you, as you can in. And I I plan on taking a lot of photos and uh, posting a lot of stuff, uh, and, and then having them for my own personal collection this year. It's the 50th. It's special. Uh, you can only do the 50th once, and uh, I don't know if we'll be around for the hundredth, Rowdy. So we'll we'll have to take advantage of this one, buddy. I'm telling you. What about you there, Jeff? Well, like Mark said, uh, you know, being the 50th year, I think just taking everything in being the 50th. We don't know what to expect, you know, what they're, you know, what the ex- what extra plans they have being the 50, but just the whole, just the whole weekend, Roddy. Uh, you know, it's, the whole weekend is going to be special. Like I said, the 50th year, uh, the people, the competition. It's just going to be the races. It's just going to it's going to be a whole great weekend. The whole show is going to be, should be great from start to finish, I believe. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, Jeff, I know I hadn't told you, but uh, the 18th of December will be our last Monday night show for the year. And then we won't pick back up till the 15th of January. Um, of uh, 2018. What about that, guys? Well, it'll give us some time to get prepared for when we come back on and have uh, have some things lined up for the for our guests, you know, for our for our listeners, you know. Well, I just uh, I'm looking forward to it, guys. If if we if we take and improve what we did next year. Ten percent what we did this year. <laughs> it's already going to be a success. Well, you know it's already going to be a better year, Rowdy. When you're going to be able to make more of the events, and uh, 
you know you are, and, and that's the exciting part for you this season, and the exciting part for us is, you know, being able to, to, to be there at the races with you, too. So uh, I know there were, uh, you were with us always one way or another, but we're going to get you there physically there more this year. Well, hey, I'm looking forward to it, guys. I'm working towards that goal. Well, I think it's pretty obtainable for you guys, and and the way things are going right now, uh, we'll have some company on the road with you this year. So uh, we're looking forward to it, Rowdy. Guys, what about the schedule? We we hadn't even talked about the schedule. Hey, what about Charlotte, guys? Gateway, the new addition. Oh, uh, I, I'm still trying to take it in. Uh, Gateway's a, a, another track right in our backyard, basically. And uh, Charlotte, well, Charlotte's a... a one of the few big tracks I've not been to, so I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to cover it uh, this year, Rowdy. Well, that guys, and uh, be my first time to Charlotte, and we're going that that's like what Memorial Day weekend, right? It is, Rowdy. Sure. Well, I wonder, wonder if the truck that's going to be a. Thursday night race also, I believe, isn't it? You know what, Roddy? Yeah. I haven't checked the date uh, uh, and the date to, to clarify what night they're running. Uh, but it is Memorial Day weekend. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get the correct date for everybody. <laughs> yeah, we still got till what, uh, June? May well, the twenty fourth. May the twenty fourth. The date. Okay. Well, I'll have to get my two thousand eighteen calendar out, and I don't have that yet, so uh, we're working on it. That is on the twenty fourth. Is on a Thursday night. There you go, Rowdy. We knew you'd come up with the right date. <laughs> yeah, me and Don Don. Don Don takes me back Thursday night. <laughs> we can always count on Don Don, that's for sure. Well, guys, uh, besides Gateway, hey, this is the lineup, Daytona. Nashville, Salem, Talladega, Toledo, Charlotte, Pocono, Michigan, Madison. Hey, that's a that's uh back up on the high side in Madison, Wisconsin. That's a pretty decent track, isn't it? Oh, Jeff and I like going to Madison. Madison's a nice race track. Good place to see a race. And a good place to to have racing. They uh, uh, nice fast half mile. It's a uh, it's a high peg version of uh, a paper clip. You know, like they call Martinsville. The tight corners, long straightaways, uh, but the banking's there. Makes for some really exciting racing, Rowdy. Yeah, 
And right in uh, Natalie Decker's backyard in that Venturini number 25. She'll be back in her home state, that's for sure. She lives a little bit north of there. Wisconsin's a big state. Uh, she lives about three or so hours north of, uh, of Madison, I believe. Then we got Gateway, which is going to be awesome there, guys. Chicago the next weekend. Iowa Speedway. Elko. Then we go into the back to Berlin, which I haven't been to Berlin, but to see the pictures y'all post, send over that I post up, I, I'm looking forward to going to Berlin. Berlin's one of the most unique racetracks they'll be on all year, Rowdy. I mean, just this, just the shape and the banking and the the radius of the turns, and it's just an unusual facility and, uh, again, produces a lot of really good racing. Then, hey, then it's back to Pocono. Man, Pocono, they they race on the 6-1 and then back at 7-27, back to Pocono again. And then, guys, it's back to the dirt. Then they hit Illinois State Fair, back it up with the, the coin State Fair. Are they back-to-back this year, Rowdy? Yes, right. Illinois on 8-19, and 9-3 is the coin. Okay. Then the, you have three more. That's the last three in the leg. It's going to be the Lucas Oil Raceway, and then they go back to Salem, which Salem is a great place in the file, too, man. I enjoyed that Salem race. A place to get a good breakfast down there. Up the dinner bell. <laughs> exactly. Looking forward to going back there. I want to try their hamburger. <laughs> That's what they say they're famous for. We've only had breakfast, though. And then in October the 19th, it's, it ends back at Kansas Speedway. And that be the end of the... 66 running of the ARCA Racing Series presented by Menards on the 2018 season. I like it. It's another interesting, diverse schedule, Rowdy. I guess the only thing missing this year is there's no road course on the schedule, is there? Nope. No, that's, uh, you know, we kind of, was wondering, of course, you never know till the date comes out. Would they do a road course on there with the uh, Charlotte track? Well, we weren't sure when the date was. We knew that in the fall race that it was a good chance it'd be on the Roval or whatever they want to call it now. But now that we know it's in the spring, we know definitely know it's on the Oval course, and uh, it's kind of you know a moot point now. Yes, sir. That's odd. I want to see them go fast around Charlotte. Well, just another mile and a half for those guys can go fast, and that's for sure. So uh, uh, looking forward to it, and I hope we get a chance to cover it, Rowdy. Well, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Not trying to wish my life away. Hey, I, I got we got our collar here, folks. I'm gonna bring in our 
guest for tonight, Bob Dillner with Speed 51. Welcome, Bob. <laughs> How are I you I know you're busy, Sorry. brother. That's all right. Hey, listen. Hey, Bob, I know you're busy, man, but kind of get us up to date uh, on what you got going on this weekend with Speed 51 and, and the 50th running of that Snowball Derby. Yeah, that's what's really special, you know, the Golden uh, Snowball Derby this weekend. Uh, it all honestly kicks off tonight, um, you know, at uh, 7 p.m. Central time. Uh, we'll have a Blab TV um, TV show. That's a local TV show down here. Steve Stokes, myself, Tim Bryant, Harrison Burton will be on it. You can see it on Blab TV uh, through Speed51.com. Uh, but uh, tomorrow night we got the uh, the big kickoff show uh, at Beefo Brady's in downtown historic Pensacola, and that'll be fun. That'll be on Speed51.com as well. Um, Tech Day in parking rigs on Wednesday. Just a flurry of practice. Uh, from early in the morning to 4 p.m. in the afternoon, and then the uh, uh, some racing at night as well, uh, you know, on Thursday. Uh, Friday, the most dramatic day of all, I believe, qualifying day for the Snowball Derby, locking the top 30 in speed and qualifying. Uh, that'll be live on speed51.com. The Snowflake 100 on Saturday night. Tons of other racing all leading up to Sunday's Snowball Derby at Five Flags Speedway. I mean, it's incredible. I pulled in today when I got off my flight and, and the amount of campers and, and the teams and the people that are already here on a Monday in the Panhandle of Florida just shows you how big this event has become, not just because of the 50th, although that definitely has a, a certain glimmer to it this weekend. Well, Bob, uh, you got Mark here. Uh I, I've been following Speed 51 since uh, since the beginning, and uh, I, I just don't know what I do without it. And uh, I, I appreciate <laughs> what uh, what you're doing and uh, uh, the 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 guts it took you to uh, to to do it and to take it to where it's at nowadays. And I hope just continue uh, success for the Speed 51 crew. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Honestly, it's been a lot of hard work, but I'm blessed to have a great team behind us at Speed51.com and, and partners like, uh, you know, Tim and Pat Bryant and everybody at Five Flags Speedway. I mean, this truly is, you know, you hear that word partnership so much in racing, and a lot of times it's a bunch, a bunch of hogwash. Uh, but here it is people that really care about the event, the track, the sport itself, and we really, you know, work together on, on putting the best show forward uh, uh, all together, and it's that's what's really exciting about the Snowball Derby weekend, and we're just pumped up. You know, obviously, once we get past here, uh, we'll start preparing for 2018, and we got a lot of big things on speed51.com, uh, certainly to announce uh, in the next month and a half or so. Uh, I think people are going to like it. We're just going to keep on stepping it up and uh, bringing uh, racing in, into the homes of people and, um, you know, for those that can't make it. Uh, and, and trying to, you know, continue to improve what I love so much in that short track racing. Well, it, it truly shows, Bob. Uh, uh, I, I don't know of anybody who could possibly do the coverage as well as, as Speed 51 just because of your your background, your knowledge of the sport, uh, your knowledge of, of, of basically every all the aspects of broadcasting and uh, being able to bring it to uh, – to all of us, you know, to a lot of us who won't be able to make it, fortunately I will be there, and we'll be checking in with you guys uh, when we are there. And uh, 
Uh, I, I just appreciate it, and I'm going to turn you over to Jeff. Jeff, what you got for Bob? Hey, Bob, how you doing? Thanks for being on the show tonight. I know you're, you're real busy. Um, like Mark says, uh, you guys do a tremendous job with Speed 51. Um, I want to thank you from me and all the listeners out there for what you do for us because there is no other thing out there um, it gives us all the information and contacts and things that we need to know about short track racing. And I just wanted to thank you for that for me and everybody else. Uh, thank you so much. Like I said, it, it's a, it's an unbelievable team effort and um, you know, it, it, it's, it's uh, totally humbling uh, talking to you guys tonight. Uh, I really appreciate it. I've been blessed in my life to, to work in the sport that I love so much. Not many people get to do that. I, like I always tell my guys, I mean, I, I tell them all the time, this is a lot better than digging ditches or something like that. We, we, we don't do anything really important in life, you know, but uh, it, it's awesome. And hopefully we can, you know, just keep the fans updated and get them more interested in short track racing. Bob, can you talk about how this, uh, the 51, what the significance that means to the, how you came up with speed 51 and what 51 means to you? Well, I grew up in racing, and my dad was a racer uh, when I was really young, and uh, he was number 51. Uh, so that's really where the 51 number came from. Uh, my dad, you know, had to, you know, climb out from the cockpit uh, at an early age uh, of my life because uh, we didn't have the money as a family. So, uh, honestly, uh, he gave me his old steering wheel from a three great stock car. I uh, would take his belt off, strap me into one of those orange seatback chairs at Iso Speedway in New York and give me his wheel, and I'd pretend I was my favorite race car driver out on the racetrack each and every week and just fell in love with the sport. And my brother and I used to race around the Speedway uh, every week when we got to Islip on a Saturday night to get, you know, see what was in the grab bag as far as photos from our favorite drivers and, and uh, just just continue to love it. And uh, my family loves it. And, uh, we got a crew of, you know, 34 down here. Uh, that's just going to be awesome to work with. Uh, and I'm, I'm just so excited this time. Uh, while I'm going to be missing my wife for the first time in like nine years down here, uh, I'm really excited to have my 15-year-old son, Blaze, come down. And he's going to be one of our cameramen uh, for the Speed51.com TV broadcast uh, throughout the week. And, and that's going to be really exciting because he's, un- unfortunately, with school, he's never been able to experience this. And he knows how excited I get about it. He's been talking about it all week, and I can't wait to introduce him to everybody that I know down here, all my friends, and, and we're just going to have a great week. And, and listen, the weather can't be better down here this week. It's going to be fantastic after, you know, just a, a tough deal last year. I think we're going to have a great weekend for racing, and I invite everybody to come out if they can't. If they can't uh, get here, you know, um, uh, certainly if they're in another state, uh, I'll watch the broadcast on speed51.com of the 50th Snowball Derby. Now, we're going back to your parents, something I wanted to touch base with you. Can you yeah. talk about the significance of how your parents kind of got you going this way? Because I was kind of <laughs> reading something about your schoolwork, <laughs> and they found you with um, racing yeah. stuff, and they, what they, how they prodded you to sending some of that stuff off. Well, you, you did some digging, and, and kudos to you. That's a good reporter right there. But, yeah, I wasn't too good in school, honestly, and I, I'm not too proud of that. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I was a D student probably. And, uh, I was punished a lot. When I was punished, uh, I had to stay in my room, and all I could do was read or write. 
And, um, you know, uh, I wrote a lot about racing, and they found it. And they said, you should send that into a racing paper. And I'm like, whatever. And I, I did at their request. And two weeks later, I got a call um, from Area Auto Racing News out of Trenton, New Jersey. And they asked me to write, and I wasn't even, even of age. And they said, well, you are 16 to get in the pits, right? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I was tall. And uh, that, that's kind of how it began. And, um, you know, worked for Area Auto Racing News. And, and went to Speedway Scene and, and did the TV thing and uh, had my own shows in, in New York and then went to TNN and then Speed and then Fox and now Mav TV and, of course, uh, you know, uh, overseeing everything at Speed51.com. So we're pretty uh, – we got our feet planted in the short track industry for sure, um, but we couldn't, you know, see anything else. Uh, my wife Angie and I uh, just couldn't see us uh, doing anything else. Can you also talk about how you weren't of age and what your parents did for you and the, your height <laughs> advantage to be able to get into where you needed to get into? Yeah, well, I mean, I lied on my first NASCAR license, and I told Mike Kelton that, uh, actually. So uh, I was off by a year or two, um, but uh, lied and got my NASCAR license and went in the pits and interviewed my heroes, and I, I couldn't even drive. So my parents, uh, my dad especially, he drove me at first to Riverhead Raceway every single week, and then he would drive me up to Stafford Springs, Connecticut, Oswego, New York, and Oxford, Maine, and, and then down to New Smyrna, Florida, and, and all over the map. And, and my dad's no longer with us, and I miss him each and every day. And, um, you know, I just think back, you know, to, to that point, and, you know, I wish I could just say, Dad, I just I appreciate so much what you did for me because, you know, back then you're just a, a you know, a teenage kid that's just getting to do cool things and you don't think about thanking your, your parents as much as I should have. And they're really the reason why I'm able to do what I love. Uh, and I've covered the big leagues of NASCAR. I've covered the IndyCar ranks, NHRA, you name it. Um, and, and I was fortunate enough and blessed and you always wanted to climb that ladder, but you know, covering the NASCAR circus for 17 years, like I did, it, it's just so refreshing to do what I do right now with Mav TV and you cover the Lucas Oil off-road racing series and dirt late models and modifieds and monster jam and you name it. And then also be able to cover big events like the snowball derby and the Oxford 250 for speed 51.com. Uh, this is one race down here at five flag speedway in Pensacola, Florida that I have circled on my calendar each and every year. And uh, my wife knows there's no way I am missing it. I, I might be, you know, on death's door someday, but by golly, I'll, I'll be down here. If, if they let me through the gate, I'll be down here at Five Flags Speedway for the Snowball Derby. Um, can you also kind of reflect back on you, you, you love the short track. Can you kind of reflect back under your days with the TNN broadcasting with the old ASA series and how that was? Yeah, that was a blast. I mean, the old ASA National Tour is what we're missing out of short track racing right now. And I remember Steve Burns, who's now passed, unfortunately, due to cancer. He called me and he said, Bobby, uh, I, I want to I have you on, on the ASA broadcast, but you're covering Cup right now. Would you come back? And I said, heck yeah. And, and, and you know, he taught me a lot in, in terms of how to cover this sport in terms of journalism and, and not be – no offense, but there's a lot of people these days that they're, they're opinionists and they like to give their opinion. They call themselves journalists and they're just not. It frustrates me um, to the upteenth degree. 
uh, but Steve was awesome to work with. And I, I got to be in the booth with Buddy Baker, Daytona 500 winner, for a couple of years on the old ASA National Tour. And, uh, you know, covered Johnny Sauter and David Stremme. And Kyle Busch was a rookie back then. And we didn't like each other. And he, he invited me bowling. And we went bowling. We played something called highball, where you bowl the, uh, hit, you know, take the ball and throw it as high as you can, as far as you can down the lane. And, and he was so mad, so mad because the first two frames I got strikes. I don't know how I did. Uh, but he was even more mad at me than he ever was. And he was, but you can't do it again. And I couldn't. But then I got the spare. And it really ticked him off. So he threw that next ball so high. It went through the ceiling, rolled down the ceiling, and then the ceiling dropped. And, and the ball went to the drop portion. And it exploded the ceiling. And there was ceiling all over the lanes. We got kicked out of the joint in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> And ever since then, Kyle Bush and I have been pretty darn good friends, and we're so excited for him to come down to the Snowball Derby to return once again. And I talked to him about it a couple weeks ago, and he says, man, spent a lot of money to come down, but I would not miss this. I would not miss. He wanted to come back. He's a former winner, but he wanted to be part and possibly, of course, win the 50th Snowball Derby, and, and that's what makes him a racer. So the, the story from the old Nancy National Tour uh, going to Elko Speedway and and, and just seeing all the things that I did, the Minnesota State Fair, where there's 27 food items on, served on a stick. I mean, just uh, going to the go to the bars, going to the different places, and just just unreal the memories that you have from things like that. And, and while that's gone, you know, it's it's events like the Snowball Derby that keep short track racing alive. Can you? Uh... I was reading a little article about you and uh, Mike Helton about, can you talk about when you were in New Hampshire and you pulled the car cover off a modified car? Dude, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> they were, listen, they were mad at speed at that point, And I was kind of like the guy that was made an example out of it. And I pulled the cover off the car and, and uh, basically, they, they took my hard card away. They more or less suspended me and did, like, the Kurt Busch thing where they made me go sign in every week. And, and uh, I got pulled in the office, and Mike gave me this line of, this is my world, and you're just playing in it. And, um, you know, uh, I said, Mike, I just I pulled the car cover off. This is my buddy, Ted Christopher. I wanted to promote the modifiers. They got rained out on Friday. They were running 10 a.m. Monday morning. I said, if you're in the area, come back out to the Magic Mile of Loudon, you know, and, and I said I was promoting short track racing because I love it so much. He looked me dead in the eye, and he said, uh, Bob, it's a good thing you like short track racing so much because you keep on going down this route that you're going. You might be back there pretty soon. <laughs> so, you know, he, he took my heart card, and, you know, it was literally five weeks later, Jim Hunter, God, God rest his soul, he said, uh, I was talking to him, he, he pulled Mike Helton over, he goes, Mike, Bobby has been pretty good. You know, maybe get his hard card back. Mike looks at me straight in the eye and holds up his hand and says, five more weeks left in the season, and then maybe you can get one next year. Uh, oh, just good couple, time. A couple more things. So I was reading that how you're at your, your, your parents' house in 79 watching the Daytona 500, the, uh, the fight between Cale Yarbrough and Donnie Allison. Since then, you had your own special moments, such as Drag Race with Dale Earnhardt Sr. on ah. a back road of North Carolina. Can you, and then sweating out, parking your motorhome in, in Michigan 
with Jimmy Johnson's crew chief nervously directing traffic. Yeah, I got to do some digging on my history. Holy smokes. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was funny. I had a 60-minute Chevy, and, and I had my daughter in it, and, and Dale Sr. pulled up next to me. It was a test at Charlotte, and uh, he looks over, and I didn't know who it was, and he said, nice truck, and he just pulled off. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Dale Sr. likes my truck, you know? So I got out on the road, and, and uh, all of a sudden somebody's tailgating me. And so I give him a brake check and, and uh, just, you know, <laughs> roll down the road a little bit. He pulls alongside of me and just gives me one of those, you know, grins, just like Dale Sr. always did. And, um, you know, uh, he took off. And, and I'm like, well, by golly, I'm not going to let him beat me. So I took off. And, and uh, my shocks and suspension on the 65 Chevy weren't as good as his brand-new Chevy. So uh, he, he beat me. And we were going down the side of the road, and honestly, I, I think my daughter just slid up against the side glass, and I didn't have seatbelts in it back then. I know that's not good. Uh, but at that point, I went, oh, I need to slow down a little bit. So, uh, yeah, Dale Sr. beat me, and, and uh, I think Chad Canales was um, just super afraid when I was backing in my, my 40-foot motorhome into a really tight spot in the, in the Michigan driver-owner lot. And, uh, you know, he goes, Papa, Papa, hold on, hold on, let me, let me back in, let me back in. So a lot of camaraderie over the years and uh, a lot of fun for sure. Now, a couple more things. Um, you're at short tracks. You had uh, the one, I, is it, I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, Islip Speedway? Islip Speedway, yes. And then that, that was closed. Now, Five Flags Speedway, which is current, what makes that your – why do you like that short track the best? Well, it's just pure racing. You know, uh, it's got old, gritty pavement. Um, it's the home of the Snowball Derby. It's fast. It's a challenge. You know, there's not a lot of racetracks in the country that you can come to, like Five Flags Speedway, where the racer and, and the team mean, you know, they're equal in terms of the importance to, you know, having a good run at, at Five Flags Speedway. and. And, and that's what I love about it so much. Uh, this place is is old. It's fast. You know, Tim Bryant, uh, the uh, you know promoter, and I talk about it all the time. He's like, should I pave it? I'm like, no, don't pave it. I said, honestly, it's just so good the way it is. And and drivers love coming here because it is so darn fast. I mean, you're talking about you know 15 second laps. I mean, gosh, a half mile. You know, you're talking about it doesn't have the banking of Bristol, and you're talking about Brit Bristol. So. Um, that's what's so special about it. And, and of course, because of my history down here, I think this is my, gosh, 17th year of, of covering the Snowball Derby. Um, that's a long time. I've been around for a while. Uh, my birthday's coming up, and I had to ask somebody recently, how old am I, by the way? And I'm not that old. Uh, but, uh, you know, you just lose track in time, and it's just so special coming down here because through those years I've seen great racing, and that's what lured me to the place originally uh, but now it's definitely the, the people as well, and getting to see the same people each and every year, every time you come down to the Snowball Derby. I was wondering if you could maybe – I'm going to throw some names out to you, and if you could maybe just throw a couple words out about them. I was reading about some of your favorites. Broadcaster, Ken Squire. Ken Squire is the dean of, of, of motorsports broadcasting. I mean, he is the one that taught me so much. Um, I did my first live race, ARCA race at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and I'm in the middle of a trot, basically, to see what Sean Robinson was doing on pit road, and he threw down to me, and, and he said, Bobby, you just need to be ready all the time. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he was the one that said, 
you know, uh, work on your, on your, your, your cadence and, and, and tell me what's important and stress the words that are important at this time and build up the sport, you know, and make it dramatic. And, and Ken is just an excellent man. He, he was an excellent broadcaster, a NASCAR Hall of Famer, uh, somebody that I, I just love. I love to talk to him. He called me a couple of weeks ago, and it was just like so neat to see Ken Squire pop up on your phone, you know what I mean? And, you know, he might be up there in Vermont now, but we, we, we still talk uh, a couple times each year, even though you know, he's retired and he's got his sheep up there with his wife and they raise them. And he works at a, literally a local um, non-for-profit a radio station, AM station up in Vermont. Uh, and that's just unreal to me. Uh, but he, he is the one that, that, that told me this. He said, race car drivers are common men doing extraordinary things. And I think we've, we've lost a little bit of that in some forms of racing, but I don't think we've lost that in short track racing, and, and, and that's what makes it so special. Uh, another one, uh, one of your books, Let Them All Go, Chris Economaki. Uh, yeah, Chris Economaki. Oh my gosh, what a nut! Uh, just he 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 wrote about me when I interviewed Roger Penske, and he said, uh, "Here's a kid that just asks good questions, and he's going to be something someday." So for a guy like Chris Economaki to, to write that about me and nobody uh, was just like, "You got to be kidding me!" Um, and, and and Chris, you know, was again uh, one of those guys that that knew he would always say. These guys are defying death. We have sanitized this sport so much. And, listen, I am, I am so proud of the safety improvements. And I just saw Jeff Burton run by me here with his son, Harrison. And Jeff was very, um, you know, involved after Dale Sr.'s death in, in figuring out things to make things safer. And I think it's awesome that we've made things safer. But this is still a dangerous sport. And, and we can't lose sight of that. And I think sometimes that – We've sanitized the sport so much and made, oh, this is super safe. Well, then why is it exciting to watch? These guys are still going really fast on a racetrack and can hit the wall at a moment's notice. And Chris Economaki would always say, he's to find death out there. And while that's a little bit extravagant, I know what he was trying to do. And, and, and Chris and, and, and Ken and, and so many of those guys, Barney Hall, you know, were so important. Listen, without them, I would be nowhere. And, and other people would be nowhere. A kid like Harrison Burton that you're actually going to see on Blab TV tonight through speed51.com, you know, coming up in about 10 minutes. Um, you know, it, it's because of those people that we're where we are right now. All right, Bob, I could keep talking to you forever. I got <laughs> a bunch of things. I know you're busy tonight. Um, I'm going to turn you back over to Roddy. Um, thank you very much. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you, um, and hope to see you this weekend down at the Derby. Hey, thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing you guys. And uh, anytime you need me on the show, definitely uh, give me a holler, and I'll, I'll certainly try to come on. Uh, we appreciate what you guys do uh, to try to bring more attention to short track racing. Thank you, Jeff. Well, uh, Bob, let me tell you, I was a day student also, and I dug ditches for a living. And trust me, <laughs> racing is a lot better than digging ditches. I had an undergrad Heck construction yeah. company. Uh, but ever since I started, hey, this this our little show has absolutely changed our life. Mark and Jeff and I, we've enjoyed it. Uh, and having guests like you, let me tell you, 
when I seen your name pop up on my phone, I felt just like you did with Ken Squire. Well, that's humbling uh, for sure. I I appreciate it uh, for sure. And I just can't wait for, you know, you guys to get down to the Snowball Derby because it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a big old party down here this weekend. Well, it's beautiful weather. You've got a a pay-per-view package on Speed 51. You want to talk about that just a minute before you take off? Absolutely. Ten cameras. Uh, You can't get down here to the Panhandle of Florida this weekend, and you're itching for racing. Uh, There's really nowhere else you're going to see it. Uh, Watch it live on speed51.com. We have the kickoff party tomorrow night um, at Beef O'Brady's downtown Pensacola. It'll be live on speed51.com. And then, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday, live on speed51.com. We have late model practice. We have all the racing we have the Snowflake 100, Snowball Derby qualifying on Friday night, and, of course, two hours' worth of a preview show, um, pregame show for the Snowball Derby on Sunday. It starts noon central time, and 2 p.m. Uh, will be the race, and, and you're going to see some of the biggest stars in our sport, some of the young up-and-comers uh, trying to claw their way to the top, do battle with some of the KGO veterans. Bob, thank you, sir. 50th run into the Snowball Derby. Looking forward to it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your support of Speed51.com, and uh, uh, just keep up the good work. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, good Bob. Night, fellas. Thanks, Bob. All right. All right, guys. Uh, Bob Dylan to get us up to speed on no, – no punt there, Speed51, up to speed on the uh, Snowball Derby. Hey, guys, I'm going to bring in our next guest, and uh, my next our next guest is going to be – Driver for Hilton Motorsports and that famous number 48 Ford, Brad Smith. Welcome, Brad. How you guys doing? Doing great, Brad. You're eighth in the ARCA Series points. Yeah, how about that? We uh, we wound up scrounging up a, a decent points year for, you know, what was almost a pretty disastrous season for us. So we're, uh, we're pretty happy with that. Well, Brad, you was at uh, testing at uh, Talladega. Did y'all pick up anything there that y'all add to your car? Well, we found out there was a little extension you got to have on the rear fascia. They won't let you through inspection. So uh, I guess we're glad we were down there for that and found that out. And we, we bought that and we installed it on the car. So uh, we're we're pretty much ready to go testing now. Well, that car, you know, the composite body, when everybody makes that transition at Daytona, that's going to absolutely change the look of ARCA. Yeah, I mean, you got to admit those bodies look very nice, very modern, you know, pristine looking, and, uh, you know, easy to replace panels on, so there's no reason to, to you know, have a beat-up car all the time. Hey, Brad, I'm going to throw you over to Mark. Mark, you're live with Brad Smith. Thanks, Rowdy. Hi, Brad. How are you doing? We've, we've missed not seeing you at the races the past couple of months, so uh, it's good to have you on the show. Thanks for being on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. How's everything going at your end? Oh, we're getting ready for the holidays, and we're heading down to Pensacola this weekend. So we got a little racing left in our uh our books, but yeah, we're uh, we're we're staying busy and and uh, looking forward to next season. And 
how do you, how do you feel overall about the new body package and, and the uh, and the uh, the change, Brad? How, what's your opinion of it? Well, you know, it's like almost anything in racing when you when you take a underfunded team like ours and you throw an expensive rule change at them. You know, with, there's some resistance there and, and a reluctance to to make the change. But uh, you know, now that we've got the new body, we like it. Um, we're learning it. Obviously, this is you know our first car with the new composite body. Uh, you know, we're getting to know a little bit more about how to mount it. You know, some of the procedures you have to go through, some of the repair rules on it. Um, it it's just a learning curve, and uh, and we're getting there. So uh, we like the body, you know, we like the car that it's on. So we're looking forward to having a, a pretty good year with it in 2018. Well, you had a little bit of an experience with it with your short track and the intermediate sized cars last year, did you not? Well, we, we rolled out the, the composite body at Salem, but, uh, you know, we we were just sort of doing a glorified starting part there, so we weren't running the car real hard. And then when we took it to uh, the next two races were intermediates, the car didn't handle well because it was really set up, uh, you know, on the truck arm end of it for uh, a real short track. So we, uh, again, not only are we on a learning curve with the new body, but also with the new car. But uh, when we finally went to Kansas, you know, we got the truck arms right for an intermediate track. The car handled real well, and uh, I'm looking forward to running it at the bigger tracks in 2018 now that we understand the car a lot better. Well, how much input do you have? I know as a driver you have some input, but, you're, you know, with your engineering background, how much does that assist you in getting your car set up, Brad? You know, unfortunately, because... You know, James and Terry are down in Inman, and I'm up in Michigan. Uh, I haven't had a lot of uh, a big chance to work with those guys as far as setting up the car. Um, Terry's very good at setting up cars, and so is James. So, uh, you know, they take that role on. And, uh, you know, when you get to the track, all I'm doing with them is, you know, giving them input on what the car is doing, and then they're making changes to the car to try and get it more to my liking. So I haven't had a lot of input yet, but I think over the Christmas holiday, I'm probably going to go down to Inman for a week and work with those guys on the car and, you know, string it and lay it out and, and, you know, take down a lot of the technical data and see what we can do different on it or think about changing and doing different on it. So I'm really looking forward to that. I really want to learn these cars a lot better than I have been. Well, it, it's a big change, I'm sure, for you. And, and like you said, the learning curve, uh, it's all new learning curve for you. So uh, best of luck with that. Will we see you in Indianapolis uh, a week from this weekend? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely going down for the banquet. Um, hopefully I can get there a day early and take in some of the P- PRI show. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be at the banquet. already mailed them a check. So. <laughs> well, we'll see you there at the banquet then, Brad. And I'm going to turn you over to Jeff and looking forward to maybe working again with you with uh, whatever projects you may come up with uh, for the next season. And uh, enjoyed working with you last year with the Big Brothers and Big Sisters. 
Yeah, and I'll be uh, I'll be sending an email out to you, Jeff and Rowdy, um, as far as getting cranked up again this year with Big Brothers Big Sisters, and uh, maybe doing two or three more races than we did last year for maybe a total of ten. So uh, looking forward to working with you guys on that, and I uh, can't thank you guys enough for all the help you did last year working on that program. I I appreciate it, and everybody at Big Brothers Big Sisters really appreciate appreciate your efforts. Uh, it was our pleasure, Brad. It really was. It, it, I really was glad to be uh, involved with it. So I want to turn you over to Jeff. I know Jeff's got some good questions for you. Have a great holiday, and we'll see you at the banquet. All right. Take care. We'll see you there. All right, Brad. Take her away, Jeff. Hey, Brad. How you doing? Uh, thanks for being on the show, taking time out and being on Appreciate it. Appreciate being here with you guys. Hey, um, before we go any farther, since Mark kind of touched on the big brothers and big sisters, can you kind of, for for our listeners out there, can you kind of touch on, uh, can you kind of go into the big brothers, big sisters, like what it is and what it does for people and things like that? Yeah, big brothers, big sisters is basically a mentoring program where uh, adult mentors are teamed up with uh, kids, you know, between the ages of, say, eight and 15, uh, you know, depending on the school they're working with or, uh, or what organization. And again, it, it's just a program where a, a, a youth who may be, maybe underprivileged, may have other issues, might come from a single parent program and the mother feels that some contact with a male mentor would be good for the child. Um, we're teamed up with them. It's a one-on-one deal. Uh, we go to the school for an hour a week. Uh, we do projects with them. We basically get to know them personally, and hopefully we can be pretty much a sounding board for that child, you know, an adult that they can feel comfortable turning to for advice, you know, recognition, uh, you know, whatever it takes to try and help make this, this child's life better. Um, it might be helping them in school a little bit, might just be talking to them about different organizations outside of school, getting them involved in sports, whatever it takes to uh, basically increase their, you know, self-worth, self-confidence. Now, if somebody wanted to get involved with that in their local area, how would someone go about getting involved with, with something like that? Basically, uh, the best way to do is uh, get on the Internet, and just Google Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and, like, put the name of your town or maybe a close city. And, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of them have their own websites where there's at least contact information on how to get a hold of them and, and register a child with the group. Or if you're a mentor and want to work, uh, it's the same deal. Just get a hold of a local organization, tell them what you want to do, and uh, they'll be more than happy to set you up in a program. All right, uh, that's good to know. Um, um, getting let's kind of move into back to. I want to go back to where you're. You weren't. A, you didn't get the test, but you were down at testing uh, with a new composite body. Um, like you were talking about how you came out with it at Salem last year, and you ran it at Tex or Kansas and things like that. Now, are you mm-hmm. going to go? Are you going to have the Ilmore engine with that next year, or are you still going to be running your old engines? 
Well, what what we did last year, we ran the Ilmore engine on the intermediate and super speedway tracks and then used the legacy motor on the short tracks. And uh, I think we're going to be on the same program this year, you know, unless some uh, sponsorship money shows up to where we can run the Ilmore on the short tracks also. But, uh, you know, if, if things go the way they're looking, I'm pretty sure we're just going to run the Ilmore on the intermediate and the big tracks. Now, with with a new body, um, you, you haven't really run it at all the other tracks. Now, do you have other teams and people that you can go to to get some feedback and what you kind of need or not, to, what you need to do for the car for for the setups of the track, or is it just going to be when you get to the track, you're going to go through practice and you're going to have to figure that out on your own, or do you have some other other sources that will give you some more feedback to help you out? Yeah, it, it's a combination of both because uh, James and I have both been around ARCA a long time. We have, uh, you know, plenty of friends out there. We know the guys that are running the Ilmore and the composite body combination. And uh, those guys are pretty, pretty free with their information with us. Um, usually the main difference is their chassis is probably a little bit more modern than ours. So, what they're doing to make cars work real well may not work quite as well with our chassis because we don't have the same pickup points. You know, we're not getting the same travel in our front end that they're necessarily getting. So even though they give us, you know, the best information on what they're doing, we still have to find a way to make it work in our equipment. So it's a balanced game. And, uh, you know, with the streamlined timelines at the racetracks that we're running now, you don't have time to make a whole lot of changes to the cars like you did 10 years ago. So uh, you pretty much got to roll off the trailer and all you're going to be able to do is fine tune it from that point forward. So uh, to answer your question, yeah, we get help from teams, but we still have to, uh, I have to give James and Terry good feedback on what's going on with the chassis so they can make the uh, ultimate adjustment and, you know, tune our car to the track. Now, do you have any more tests coming up? I, I I think you guys test in Daytona, don't you? Is that the only test other than basically it's going from track to track? Yeah, we have a, I believe the Daytona test is January 12th and 13th. So we'll be down there for that. And, uh, you know, the, the Daytona test is pretty much just really fine tuning the car aerodynamically to the track. And, uh, you know, with the new composite body, I don't know exactly what changes you can make, if any, to the body itself. So it might that might just be a matter of playing with the front end heights, the rear end height, the weight distribution, you know, your cross weights, your roll centers, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, for us, you know, taking the composite body to uh, super speedway obviously is a, is a new deal. So, uh, once again, it'll, it'll be a learning curve when we're at the test this year. All right, Brad. Uh, again, congratulations on your uh, top ten in the points, um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you down at the the banquet in a few weeks. And uh, I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. Sounds good. Thank Have fun you, Jeff. Travel safe down there. <laughs> All right. How you doing, Rowdy? Uh, I'm doing good. So, Brad, y'all are going to go down and try to get everything tuned in for testing at Daytona. Yeah, 
you know, as much as that is at stake at that race, you really have to go to at least one of the tests, you know, preferably both, but uh, for sure the test in January is going to have, you know, they might make some uh, rule modifications between now and then, and that would be the perfect time to test it out, uh, especially like we don't really have access to a dyno, so we'll be going down there cold and, uh, you know, hopefully you can squeeze a couple more mile an hour out of the car at the test session. Well, Brad, you know, jumping back over on that big brother's big sister, you know, the most incredible thing of that was we had more interest out of the women and girls than we did men and boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, when you told me that, I, I was surprised. But, but you know, I really wasn't surprised because there's been a big push on in a lot of the industries, uh, especially mine, which is automotive, and uh, it's to get women and minorities more involved in uh, some of the traditionally male fields like engineering. And uh, they have a thing called STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. And there's been a real push on that to get uh, girls much more than that. And uh, obviously it looks like it's working because, like you said, you know, I, I was just as surprised to hear that uh, – the girls had more questions at the racetrack than the guys did and uh, seemed to be equally or more interested in the sport than the guys were. So uh, it, that's a change, but, again, it's it's great for the fan base and it's, uh, it's great for people pursuing uh, careers, especially girls and women. Well, and, you know, usually the, if they want to go, they can drag their boyfriends or their husbands to the racetrack. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Years ago, it was always the guy dragging his girlfriend, and uh, I, I guess it's just a sign of the times, the girl dragging the guy to the racetrack now. But, uh, well, yeah, it's interesting, and, uh, hey, I, ho I hope the trend keeps up. Well, Brad, I want to, you know, get staying with that theme. I want to thank Ron Drugger and ARCA for what they did at Toledo. That went absolutely fabulous. Uh, track Enterprises, Bob Sergeant and Adam Mackey with what helping us at Nashville. Then you had General Tire, Moon Pie, and I, everybody at General Tire. Uh, it, it just couldn't have got. It could get better, but it was absolutely awesome to those people that showed up. You know, I was amazed at how many people took interest when we first announced the program, and uh, and and there were people that came up that I didn't even think to ask for any kind of help that just said, "Hey." I want to be involved, like yourself, and, and they showed up, they brought enthusiasm, they brought ideas, some, some organizations donated, you know, souvenirs and things like that, and uh, I'm hoping it just, it, it keeps picking up, you know, last year was our inaugural year, uh, you know, we learned a lot of things, of course, when you're on a new program like that, you do things wrong, but you learn from your mistakes, and uh I think this year we can have a better program, and I think we can get even more people involved. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Hey, uh, Brad, I got Don Don Witt wants to ask you a question. Hey, Don, sure. go ahead. Brad, how, how long have you been driving for uh, James? For James? Since uh, 2014, he oh, and I uh, – go ahead. 
Who'd you drive for before then? Uh, myself. I had oh, okay. my own ARCA team. Yeah, I was an independent owner-driver and uh, basically just totally ran out of money. And uh, oh. I sat oh. out about a year, and then uh, James needed a driver at Toledo and uh, gave me a call, and I said, sure. And, uh, you know, we, we hooked up there. Uh, we went to the next race together. And then we just sort of stayed together after that, all the way until uh, you know, till the Talladega accident. Yeah, but, uh, was that? Yeah, that. Was, was that the worst trick you've had in um, racing? Yeah, it was by far the hardest hit I've ever had. Uh, the second worst wreck was also at Talladega when the car caught on fire back in two thousand three, and. Uh, I got airlifted to the good old burn center at uh, University of Alabama. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Talladega's not been my luckiest track. Yeah. Yeah, hey, well, uh, I'm going to let the bag out of the hat. Uh, but yeah. uh, Wayne's got him a composite body car this year. <laughs> I knew he would, despite all his claims he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he claims. I hadn't seen it yet, but he claims he does. Yeah. Well, you know Wayne, he'll he's going to do whatever it takes to be there every year. Uh, right. I think he's he's been telling me since about 1994 that it's his last year, but uh I know better than that. So we'll, we'll Wayne will be last year. Pardon me. We'll bury him in the ground when he when he quits racing. <laughs> well, you know all them older car owners like uh Peterson, Hickson, James Hilton, you know, they all they're there because they love it. You know, they 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 might not want to admit that they love it as much as they do, but they really do and they're gonna do whatever it takes to to stay there and do the best they can and uh you know, you you appreciate their efforts and you gotta love them for what they do for the sport. Exactly. You know. Thank hey, well, you. Good Thank, you. You. Thank you, Don. All right, Brad, uh, you want to tell everybody where they can, about your sponsor and how to follow you? Well, we don't really have a sponsor, so uh, there, there, there's no real good news there yet. Um, a couple of people are talking to us, but nobody's written that check yet, which would, is what really makes it a deal. Um, yeah. And then as, as far as how to follow us, uh, I've got a website bradsmithmotorsports.com and uh, we're working on getting some things going on Facebook and Twitter but uh, we're not quite there yet but we do have a young lady who's working with us on it so she's going to teach a couple of us old dogs a few new tricks I hope but uh, we'll post it on my website as soon as we get some more connections I appreciate it Brad thanks a lot and looking forward to seeing you November, uh, December the 9th all right, we'll see you down at the banquet, buddy. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. All right, guys. Bob Dildner and Brad Smith, that's two of them. We're waiting on Donnie Wilson now, the winner of the All-American 400 to call in. Oh, Donnie's well overdue with being on the show, Rowdy, and 
I'm glad he decided to come on uh, after our little fiasco with our technical difficulties. Well, all right, guys. I'm <clears throat> I'm going to bring him on here. Ladies and gentlemen, direct your attention to Victory Lane as Rowdy and Mark visit with this week's winner. <laughs> Well, he's the All-American 400 winner at the fairgrounds in Nashville. Uh, our next guest, Donnie Wilson. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Donnie. You got me there? <laughs> yes, I do. How you doing tonight, Donnie? Oh, I'm doing good. I, 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 did, I, I called in here, so it's just hard for me to get used to the, the way you guys do things. But uh doing good tonight. It's an exciting week this week. What? I, hey. Uh, we had Bob Dildner on earlier, and Bob is uh, – he's, he's psyched up hard. He, he better have his plenty of rest because he's got a full week trying to keep up with you guys. Well, absolutely. You know, we've got a huge um, – I'd say a huge contingent of guys coming in, a great race car drivers, a bunch of them. I, I think this year's field is stacked more than I've seen in the past 10 years. A lot of true, true talent. Thirty-eight spots and uh, sixty-seven entries. Yes, sir. Well, Donnie, I, you know we've tried to have you on after the All American Four Hundred, the win you got there, and we run into a little problem, and I think it worked out perfect coming in the week of the snowball. Uh, how do you prepare for this weekend? It, it, it just don't start oh, oh, two weeks out, does it? No, I think, you know, I think everyone looks on, you know, when you look at January 1st every year, the, the biggest race of the year is obviously the Snowball Derby. And I think a lot of us, you know, we prepare all year long for this, you know, for this week. And, um, you know, it just uh, – Man, you just got to make sure everything's right. Number one, you got to have, have a lot of luck on your side. But, uh, you know, we all prepare for it. You know, we run the Blizzard Series for, for, for me. Um, that's how we prepare for it. Um, you know, you can take a lot of that into the Derby, but still yet the Derby is an animal of itself. You know, uh, track's not like it is during the Blizzard Series mostly. But, um, you know, you just have to have your A game. Um you got to have everything going right, and hopefully it'll work out. Biggest thing is for everyone's qualifying, obviously. Uh, that's the biggest thing with the Snowball Derby. What's so exciting? You got, like you said, you got 65 cars trying to get in 30 spots, and um, you know it's it's it, you know it's hard to do. Mark, you're live with Donnie Wilson. Thanks, Rowdy. Welcome aboard, Donnie. We're so glad to finally have you back on the show, and Sorry about the first time, but we'll try to make up for it this time for you, my friend. Well, glad to talk to you finally, too, and no worries on that. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. Unfortunately, things happen. and uh, But it just seems like yesterday uh, you won the, the All-American 400 now. Uh, that's got to be your biggest win of your career so far, hasn't it, Ben? 
Absolutely. You know, any of these, you know, when that when us racers, especially in the super late model world, when you look at big races now, you you look at the All American 400, you look at Winchester 400. You know, obviously the Snowball Derby is the biggest one of the year. You look now at the Winter Showdown out in California in February. You know, people's got Oxford 250. You got the Berlin 251. You take all those, and I'm probably missing a couple others, but you know, we have about 10 huge shows for us guys that every one of us want to win in our lifetime and um, fortunately i got the win at nashville i've been trying to do that for quite a while and um, obviously um snowball's number one on my list you know i've come close a couple times got fourth last year and then you know 2010 we got second um so knocking on the door just hoping to hopefully knock it down and uh, get bring home that big snowball well, I don't think anybody puts more mileage on between races than you do coming from the area. You know, geographically, uh, did, did you start out dirt racing, and, and how did you eventually end up in asphalt? Yeah, um, you know, born and raised here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. There's not, not very many, you know, pavement tracks. And um, actually, we used to, I grew up running around the half-mile dirt track here at local fairgrounds, and um back in the 80s and early 90s and um mostly on the sprint car stuff and um you know got married had kids had to stop racing for a little while because i had to take care of that and then uh when we got going again um just kind of somehow migrated into the uh super late mall pavement world started going down into texas and racing down there and had some success in the early 2000s and you know just um you know the series down there kind of went away and you know, me and my dad, it's a family deal, and, um, you know, we love racing these cars, and we just started going east and um, traveling 10 to 14 hours, you know, one way to to go run Mobile, Pensacola, Montgomery, and uh, Nashville. You know, we'll get up to Indiana some, but uh, that's kind of how it started, and, you know, just started liking it, and um, haven't quit doing it yet, and I guess, uh, obviously, I like it. <laughs> Well, as a fan, I'm darn glad that you are, you decided to because you're really fun to watch as a race car driver and uh, very talented at that. So uh, appreciate your time. Uh, congratulations. I hope you uh, – I don't know if you know this, but a lot of times the uh, the interview we've had on the week before a big race, uh, they've come through and won that big race. So uh, maybe a little luck from our side will be on your side. Well, I hope so, and I appreciate y'all guys having me on the show, and um, I'm hoping uh, everyone will tune in. If they can't make it down there, they'll tune on Speed 51 and um, watch it, and um, it's an exciting race. I think everyone should at least go down there one time in their lifetime. It's just one of those great events, you know, so uh, hopefully we can come out on top this year. The only problem with going to your first snowball derby, Donnie, is you want to go to your second, so... It just keeps leading on after that. And uh, uh, good luck this week. We'll we'll be stopping by and checking in with you. And I'm going to turn you over to Jeff because I know Jeff's got some good questions for you. Take her away, Jeff. Nope. Thank you. Hey, Donnie, how you doing? Thanks for taking out time and being on the show tonight. No, also uh, congratulations on your All American 400 win. Thank you. I got to say one thing right quick. I, you know, he said first snowball derby. So I got to tell you a story right quick. So 1997 was my first year to go to snowball derby as a spectator. And I had no idea what I was going, you know, going to see. But 
I got hooked. But the thing about it was is, you know, you're going to go to Florida, sunny, 80-degree weather all week. It was that way until race day morning. Woke up and it was a high of 36. <laughs> Had to go to the store and buy clothes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's just, that's just one of those stories, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, anyway, kind of funny. Uh, you never know what you're going to get down there. Hey, Donnie, uh, since uh, Nashville, the All-American 400, um, you were at Winchester. You didn't fare so good there. What have you been doing since uh, Nashville, Winchester, and since then? Okay. Um, You know, yeah, Winchester, you know, we had a great car, but um, I actually had a distributor go bad, of all things. So you know how you go from, you know, the highest of highs one week, the lowest of lows next week? That's what we've had. So, you know, since then, we've been preparing all of our cars, getting ready for, obviously, this weekend to the Derby. I've also got a, a kid out of Canada named Cole Butcher running the car um, this weekend in the Derby also, you know, one of my cars. So we've been busy doing that. We ran him last week at Hickory for the um, Meltdown 300 uh, pass race. Um, had a real good showing going on there, top five. You know, had a little, you know, 40 to go, had a little deal happen you know just happens the racing deal and um that's about it we just been getting stuff ready besides that we're ready to go now coming into pensacola do you build a new car to come down there or you just kind of fine-tune your cars that you got and go from there uh no um actually the the car that i am bringing is the one we won the all-american 400 with um that it'll be the third race on that car uh, we won the All-American on our second race of that car. We ran it at the last Blizzard race, which uh, we finished sixth there. That was the first night out on it. Uh, so we're pretty happy with that car. Um, so that's what we're bringing. Uh, I got Cole in my other car, uh, which we've had a lot of success with it, a um, couple seconds. And uh, actually that car won at Montgomery in the Southern Super Series race uh back in i think uh july now with cole being in pensacola with you does that make it better so you can bounce more things off of each other for setups and things like that to help you fine-tune the car i think i i definitely think it helps um obviously it gives me another opinion you know uh, of what i'm thinking you know of course i've got a lot of experience so that helps him but uh, it's always to have someone else to bounce ideas off of and what you think. Now, coming into the Snowball Derby this week, what do you think your biggest challenges are for the race? Well, the biggest challenge, obviously, is, uh, you know, my goal is to qualify in the top ten. So, you know, that's that's where we want to qualify. And uh, that's first, that's our goal. Um you know, I, I feel like we've got a real great race setup, race, you know, last year's setup that worked good. Doesn't mean it's going to work this year, but I really feel it will. Um, you know, we, we tested, um, me and Cole tested back the November the 9th. Um, so, you know, we had a really good solid test. I was really happy with his car and mine. So we're, we're pretty pleased. Um, obviously with him is going to be the same thing, qualifying. Um I mean, I finished third in the Blizzard Series points, so that kind of helps with the provisional just in case something happens. But, you know, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to qualify in the top ten. 
get us a good pit stall. And um, the way this race is this year, we don't have the competition caution. So, you know, the green flag pit stops, you know, and your pictures are going to be um, a real big key to this race. How do you feel about the live pit stops? Would you prefer those over the controlled? No, no. I mean, if you really want to ask me that question, I mean, I'll say no because I'm a smaller team. I mean, you know, I don't like the added expense. Um, you know, the control cautions aren't a bad thing. But uh, and I understand, you know, we have lots of different views on that. You know, the you know the crowd likes you know live pit stops, but um, you know for the underfunded teams, it's hard to get good ones. You know, um, that you know that you know you don't lose. You know. Track position is so key at this race. You know, it's hard to lose five or six spots and make it up and, you know, 50 laps. It's just that kind of race. So, you know, that's, it's a big part. And, um, you know, it saves us uh, team owners a lot of money. But, you know, it is what it is, so we'll we'll deal with it. Um, I was going to ask that. You did get the test. Uh, did you find anything out with your cars that you had to bring back? And kind of after you tested, do you, did you figure out some changes you – had to make to make the cars a little bit better for the for the derby no not really we just you know buffed and polished on them a little bit refined a little bit of things uh, but no nothing that we didn't already know um i mean everything the test went smooth you know we kind of it rained that morning so we didn't really get to test a whole bunch we only test basically a half a day so you know i didn't really get to try a whole bunch of things i was really satisfied with what we had um, we only made a couple changes, so um, just to see which way we, you know, it'd go. But um, I mean, honestly, we're, we're we're tickled to death what we got coming. All right, that's good to hear, um, Donnie. Uh, thanks for taking time out tonight. I know you guys are real busy. Are you got when you guys he- are you when you heading down to Pensacola? Well, actually, me personally, I'm driving down and I'm leaving at three in the morning tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I better let you go so you can get some yeah. so you can get some sleep. He's as bad uh, as us, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> you know my guys. My guys are in North Carolina, so they're going to actually leave tomorrow at ten. So they should be there, you know, by nine or ten tomorrow night. You know, because everyone parks the rigs Wednesday morning. You know, that's a busy day parking tech. You know, so I don't. You know, we're excited, ready to get going. Alrighty. Um, again, Donnie, uh, thanks for uh, taking time out tonight. I know you're busy. Um, safe travels down there, and uh, we'll have to stop in and see you while we're down there. No problem. Come and see me. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. You'll have a good night. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Man, what a night. Let, hey, we got... Todd, we've done everything but throw the dog out the window tonight. God, hearing some great, amazing stories, it is wonderful. And, you know, going back to first starting the show, I don't ever remember you guys ever having a bad show. Wow, that's that's very humbling, Todd. Thank you. We 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 feel like we've been fortunate too, uh, Todd. We we talked about it. 
several times. We 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 seem to to keep bringing them, and that that Bob Jeff, you just get you dug down deep to get some good sentimental ones for him. Yeah, I did, Roddy. It kind of kind of made me feel good when he was saying, "Man, you really did some research on me to find that stuff." <laughs> hey, but you know what? His dad taking him to the track to do what he did. Think about all the conversations they had going, especially coming back from what he discovered. Oh, I would have loved to have been a fly in the car on that for those conversations, Rowdy. Yeah, that was, that was pretty incredible. Very much so. Very much so. Uh Wow, what a show. Uh, we, I'm just catching my breath now. We went from one guest to the next to the next. We didn't have a chance to, <laughs> to do much in between tonight, Rowdy. No, we didn't, guys. Uh, Todd, you got to listen to it. You and Don. Uh, yes. Yes. And it, it, it's that's why I say, you know, it's awesome to hear the stories, to to hear the history of some of these gentlemen. Um, I sit back and I think, God, I wish when I was younger that I had gotten into it sooner than what had happened. Well, well I just got to realize that it's never too late to get involved, and we're glad you're involved, buddy. And so you gentlemen know, yes, I did get one deer so far, so we will have venison for Talladega. <laughs> still, still young in the season, too, there, Todd. Yeah, we got two weeks left. Well, good luck, my friend. Good luck. That one you had on Facebook had his tongue sticking out at you. <laughs> that that was for you, Don. He said, "Oh, oh what? <laughs> yeah, yeah." <laughs> I, I think he was asking, "Can you see me now?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Don, you got anything to close out this show on? No, no, we'll do my story next week. All right. Todd? I just want to thank you guys for another great, amazing show. Thank you for everything that you guys do for myself, the fans, uh, for everybody involved. Man, just get ready for next week. We should be loaded for bear again next week after the Snowball Derby. How about you there, Jeff? Oh, just, uh, everybody just tune in, uh, to the Roddy Maglite Racing Radio show. Um, look for stuff on Facebook. We'll be covering, uh, the Snowball Derby all weekend long. Um, if you, and if you can't get down there, turn on the Speed 51, catch what they got going on, because they'll have everything you need to know. Um, just looking forward to getting down there with you and Mark and uh, having a great weekend. 
Appreciate it, Jeff. Mark? It's windshield time this weekend, Rowdy. Uh, Jeff and I will be heading out Wednesday night. We'll be in Thursday morning. We'll be getting out, getting our credentials, and hitting the track. Uh, wow, what a great show tonight. I, I can't believe we just went through what we went through. And bang, bang, bang. Great guests. Uh, doesn't get much better than that. So uh, hopefully we're going to have an even better one next week. And uh, we're working on it. So if you can't go to the Derby, like Jeff said, go to Speed 51. They'll fill you in. You want to spend a couple of dollars, you can watch it. Uh, great coverage. Uh, uh, it's the best thing that uh, you can get for not being there. So uh, thanks to Bob, thanks to Brad, and thanks to Donnie. Great guests all. Uh, just looking forward to getting out of the Derby safely and getting back, Rowdy. And uh, looking forward to being together with you and Jeff. So uh, we're going to have a good weekend, and uh, we'll see you all next week. See ya. Man, Pensacola, Florida, the weather's going to be Beautiful. It's going to be that Chamber of Commerce weekend. Grab the wife, the kids, and head to Five Flags for the 50th Annual Snowball Derby. We'll be there. Check us out. We're going to let that light shine this weekend, guys. And it shines bright.